This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Judd Zolgad joins us. How are you doing, sir? Online, huh? One line. Hey, you got a line for me? <laughs> Very impressive. I just need a bump to start the show, and then we're off and running. Yeah. You know what's really great about that? I can prove I never did coke. You know how I can prove it? Everyone's still alive. Yeah. If I'd have done coke, I'd have probably started killing people en masse. <laughs> Honest to God. You know how psychotic I would get on cocaine? Well, I remember, too, when you were like, I think I'm going to start drinking coffee. And I think 45 of us were like, I don't think that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good um, idea, Tom. Actually, we're yeah. out of coffee everywhere. <laughs> that's right. All exactly. the time. Yeah, your personality type would definitely not be in need of a boost or a bump, Tom. I think you're just fine. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. I just, my mother told me that. I think you've got the... Now. Desire, right? Like, like it's not like, man, there goes Tom again. He's not, you know, he's just too laid back. He's not applying yes, himself. That's very not a problem with Don Bernard. More of a heroin guy then. Slow it down. You go the other way. Yes. Yeah. I'm Jones and man. <laughs> we, we had a heroin talk. You, you sound like the most undercover cop. <laughs> oh, boy. The, the effects of these illegal drugs are really making me. Where can I get some more of these goofballs? Hey, any of you kids got? Some goofballs <laughs> for very me. Accurate. I, I pay full price for these illegal. Stop calling them goofballs, Tom. They know you're a cop. Shit. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Although James Brown released an album in the 1970s, it might have been the late 60s, early 70s, the name of the album was supposed to be King Heroin. And it came out in the stores for about two days King Harion. They misspelled heroin. Oh no! <laughs> on the album cover. Oh, How the God. hell could you even do that? That's got to be worth a lot if you could find those. Oh, now, I huh? bet. I bet you're worth a lot of money. King Harry on baby. Baby, King Harry on baby. Baby. That's so good. Sounds well, like a Yanni did, album. Yeah. 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 The president. Like, hey, that's a good looking album. Yeah. How many people saw that and I didn't realize know. it was misspelled? Like maybe they're like, well, maybe that's so cool that that's way we spell heroin they're now. Like, that's just, how kids are spelled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Like, yeah, I know that. She's Molly. Yep. Like, oh yeah, Harry on. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. Harry uh, on my wayward son. <laughs> oh no, she even made up a theme for it. There you go. Uh, Judd, any surprise that we didn't score one damn run last night? Um, not entirely because they, they were actually going against, I think right now, easily the Tigers' best starter. Yes, yes. Rodriguez is really good. In fact, he, he was the Tigers tried to trade him at the deadline to the Dodgers, and he said no thanks. Oh, really? Is, yeah, which is absolutely incredible if you think about it because if you had a chance to go to the Dodgers from Detroit, you think that, that you would. But... Um, yeah, so so here's my question though. Now, after five consecutive wins, is this just a blip on the radar? Yeah. Or or is this a we're back, to, you know, we're going right back to, hey, we start to trust the twins. We start to like the twins. <laughs> and they screw us again. Yeah, I understand. That's my that's my big question cuz every time that's why I can't believe cuz every time I start to believe, we just end up, you know, with egg on our face and hating this team again. And, you know, last week we couldn't stand them. This week we like them. And by next week, my question is, are we going to hate this team again? Yes. The answer to your question is yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <It's laughs> Thank happen. you very much. As a veteran Twins observer, you know the exact answer. 
since I was nine years old, man, I can't give it up. I love the Minnesota Twins. I just absolutely do. And that's why they drive me so crazy. It's just... Actually, I, I did. I got a lot of credit for it. I, I picked them to win before the season started in 1987. I said, this team's going to win the World Series. They're like, are you insane? Because the year before that, they won, what, about 80 games or something? Yeah, they didn't have a good year in 86. They did not. Yes, you're right. But I just saw all these young guys like the Gaetis of the world and the Herbecks, and you go down the whole list of people. Ah, man, it was just too good a team to think they couldn't, at least they have a shot at it, and they did win it. So that was good. So, but he. I was just going to say, but even that team didn't have like that great of a record. No, they didn't. Right? And no. I think that's where a lot of the false hope comes from is because there's, there's yep. never a team that wins like 120 games and you're like, we got this. <laughs> exactly. It's a team that wins like 85 or 87 and you're like, well, if they just go on a, a hell of a roll for the entire yep. rest of the season. You're right. You're absolutely right. I, and we keep our fingers crossed now since 1991, but you know, it's better than being a Viking fan, which I am too. Well, that's the opposite, where they go 15-1, and and you're like, we got this. And you're like, (laughs) Not anymore. Not anymore, we're not. This team could could run the table, go 17-0, and Vikings fans would still have so much trepidation. It would absolutely astound you, and rightfully so. Like, we see a kicker line up for a kick, and we're still like, oh, no. No, we're screwed. That's it. <laughs> that ball's going we're wide left. Screwed. No question about it. <laughs> Gary Anderson. Oh. What are you going to do? The only kick he missed all year. Yeah. That was yeah. unbelievable. Missed one kick. With with all the mourning the fan base has done, you think they could incorporate some more black into the uniforms? You know, I definitely yeah, think sorrow. that would be exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah, good mm-hmm. agree. The purple, gold, and black. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that works for, well, they that's should. That's a great idea. Yeah, that is it is good. a great idea. I love that idea. That, that's I, with with just like a teardrop too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little teardrop. Put a teardrop on the the actual. Jersey and make it black, and I think you've got something there for uh, every for a teardrop for every field goal that cost us, right? And then we could just gradually accumulate more and more over like time. It. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> no question about so, it. So sad and so I, true. I know. You have to joke <laughs> so about pathetic, it. It's such so a depressing. pathetic thing to have to say, but absolutely accurate. But I mean, look at look at Detroit. Last time, well, they won a couple of NBA championships there. Was it more than mm-hmm. two or a couple? Right. I think they won two. One, I think two. the Pistons before the Bulls, before the Bulls got you know great with Jordan. I think they won two championships. God, that was amazing. And what what the hell was their center's name again? Um, oh, Bill Lambeer. Lambeer. There you go. I Just a goon. Him. He was unbelievable. He was a goon. I was talking last week about the fact that I went and played in this charity golf tournament, right? So I'm at my locker and I look over and Lambeer's shoes were on the floor next to me. So I took one of them, went out on a boat and just kind of. I mean, I literally could have <laughs> sat in the shoe and floated across the ocean. Dang. His shoes, I am not bullshitting you, were like this big. Size 22, I guess, shoe he wore. And think about that material, <laughs> right? 22. Like that extra material. That's like three of our shoes. Yeah, it kind of right is. Right there. Exactly. Had, the boy had some big feet, I'll tell you that. Holy buckets. Tough guy, though. He was a very, very tough guy. What was his wife at that golf tournament, or was she still recovering in the hospital? Hey, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was waiting for some someone to bring that up. That size of shoe. Yeah. What? What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was waiting for that to come up. <laughs> yeah. But that team was yeah, that but that team was nasty because that was Lampier and 
Rodman was actually there. Rodman that, was there before yeah. he went to the yeah, Bulls. Yep. Um, and Isaiah Thomas, but they were they were a feisty bunch. They oh, like to they mix th- things up. That's back. That's back when you could get away with mugging people during an NBA game. Oh, yeah. You can't do that yep. anymore. No, very very true. And I, of course, being the luckiest man on earth, I think I was uh, about six when the uh, the Lakers moved to Los Angeles. So perfect timing on that one too. <laughs> it's like geez, and they held on to the name the Lakers. There aren't any lakes in L.A., are there? There's a there's a marsh. What is that thing nope. called? The bog or what the hell ever that yeah. thing is? The La Brea Tar Pits? La Brea yeah, Tar Pits. There you go. <laughs> and any lake in L.A., who the hell the would lake. swim in that? I Ugh. would not. The Lakers. <laughs> but the worst is still, the worst of all time, that was really, really bad. But the worst was in the 70s, I think it was, when the aptly named New Orleans Jazz, yeah. just a great name, yeah. right, yeah. Yep. moved to Utah. <laughs> The Utah Jazz, the Mormon, baby. The Mormon capital of the world. <laughs> Utah That's Jazz, baby. <laughs> what a horrible name for a team. The <sighs> Utah Jazz. Yeah, no problem. I don't know, nothing says jazz more than a state filled with white people with no rhythm. You're I absolutely right. Yep. Yeah. I don't think there's any question about it. Nice Where jazz has though. never yeah. been played, ever. <laughs> Actually outlawed, fun fact. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Probably true. How did Utah ever end up with an NBA team anyway? Salt Lake City. I don't know. Why would you at, at move that time? there? I imagine the owner must have some sort of ties. Oh, uh, yeah, go back. There's got to be yeah. a money thing with it, because that's what they did with Seattle, too, where they're like, we'll never move the team. Don't worry about it. And then that dude was like, well, actually, Oklahoma City, I got a couple of buddies down there that got some big pockets. <laughs> yeah. so Salt Lake City well, does have a out. lot of cash yeah, and true. people are ready to spend. Is that a and rabbit fan base? Work, too, do they though? have... Diehard fans that go to jazz I games. I, I mean, when that. they were go with Malone, I suppose, <clears throat> yeah, but yeah. like through thick and yeah. thin. I mean, is it? It's a big joke there about like the real housewives will talk about. Oh, I sat courtside at jazz, and they're like, so, yeah, so did I. Like <laughs> I, the other day, I was walking down the street, and somebody offered me to. You know, like yeah. it's not a big whoop to go. I to the game. would imagine that's probably true. I don't know. I've been in the Salt Lake City Airport, but I've never been in the town. Is it? Is it an okay town? I've never been. I, I do have friends of mine that go through it every now and again and say, if you get within the population that's not Mormon, they're fun people. Oh, are they? Yeah, but for the most part, if, it's just <laughs> not it's the a, Mormons. It's a lot of, boy, everywhere you go, it's just so geared to that entire population of Mormonism, yeah. And what's their deal? I don't even know what that I'm not a very religious guy. I don't, a lot of people know like everything about every religion. Mm-hmm. What is their deal? What do they believe now again that some guy? Joseph Smith. Joseph yeah, Smith. Yeah, the Golden Plates. Go. Yep. Yeah. So what was that all about? You're all getting to heaven? Is that it? I don't know all the details, but Brittany and I brought this up the other week that there's an episode of South Park that basically, in a nutshell, they they sum it up what Mormon... And it, it is... Is it Spot really on. Good, it's very good because they keep explaining it, and as they're explaining it, they kind of break the fourth wall and go... This is actually what they believe. Like, I know it sounds like we made this up, but this really is what Mormons believe. If I remember correctly, I don't think black people could get into Mormon heaven until like the 1970s, because that that's when I I believe that's when around the time they got the like the acknowledged as a religion by the government and stuff. Oh, really? It's like, well, you have to let. It's just something like you need to let black people into your heaven. Mormons. Stop. Hold on, I'm having a revelation. Hold on a second. Wait, you know what? It's it's okay now. It's uh, black people can come into Mormon heaven. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a really great coincidence. It worked out like mm-hmm. that. It really mm-hmm. is. There's yeah. no question about it. Yeah, I don't know anything about all the. I guess I know most about Catholicism and Judaism. Those are the two I know the most about. The rest of them, I have no idea what the hell is going on. Yeah, I have no clue. 
Yeah, I mean, there's. Do you run into a lot of Mormons? I don't think you not need around to here. Understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. Are there any Mormons? I gotta be some Mormons. Well, maybe not. Do they all like to live together and? No, there, we have uh, uh, Mormons in our neighborhood. And oh, do you? They're lovely. I well, that's I, good. I, I didn't, I mean, there there would be no difference. I would think between if they wouldn't have told me, I would have never known. There was, you know, so. I'm not kidding you. In North Minneapolis, when I was growing up as a boy. There were some Protestants on a few blocks in that neighborhood, mostly black, Jewish, and Catholics. That's who lived there. But there was a, like a Protestant section, and when you walked past their house, you couldn't walk on the sidewalk if you were Catholic. Of the Protestants. Yep. You had to walk (laughs) in the street. You couldn't Would they walk ask, in. like, if you were on their sidewalk, hey, you kid, are you Catholic? Oh, Get yeah. the hell off oh, my sidewalk. No, absolutely. Yeah. Really? My, oh, absolutely. When I was a little boy, you could not walk in their sidewalk. Okay, I know that's, like, a bad rule, <laughs> but I would love that job. It would be so easy. <laughs> you know, like, wait, wait, wait. I, I can't imagine a young Tom Bernard adhering to this, though. Well, I was, like, six. <laughs> so. I'm still saying well, I that's can't. True. That's you true. might not have known the F.U. yet, but, you know, <laughs> oh, buzz off certainly would have yeah. been in the lexicon. After a while, it didn't play anymore. You're absolutely right. Well, you also had toots, and if toots not going to want oh, you to toots, talk back to anybody, mother. yeah. <laughs> my mother had a voice like this. Tom, go to bed. You have to get up tomorrow morning and go to school. Yes, mother. <laughs> yes, mother. Although she did that cool thing, and I, I know that Rudy and Brittany have heard this several times, but when my mother, I was holding her hand on her deathbed. I'm holding her hand because I adored my mother. I just thought she was, a, I still to this day think she's the greatest person I've ever met. So I'm holding her hand and she's like, well, Tommy, it looks like I, I said, mom, I got to go away for a couple of weeks. She said, well, uh, this is probably the last time I'll see you then. I said, don't say that. She goes, no, nah, I think it's probably true. So she said it enough and I finally said, well, look, you've been an ardent Catholic your whole life. Uh, you know, you, you love God and you love Jesus, but she particularly loved the Virgin Mary because it was a woman. She loved the Virgin Mary, right? So on and on, you get to meet Jesus, and you get to meet the Virgin Mary, and you can meet God. It's going to be wonderful. There's a pause. She goes, yeah, don't give me that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so funny coming from you. You know what I mean? She's like, not from you. <laughs> not from you, Tom. Okay, buddy. Forget it. Like, it's I know it's... Yeah, me. yeah. Exactly. I know right. it's me. when do you care about meeting a virgin, Tom? <laughs> right. Oh, well, yeah. that's a good point. This is true. You're making good points now, but uh, she... I wish you guys had met her, because you never even met her, did you, Brittany? No, I did, and that's... Yeah, it's... it's I wish I would uh I, I feel like I know her because we talk about her so much. I mean, I would say she's an active member on our show because we talk about her constantly. Oh, I she's love. in my life every day. I think about her every single day. I love the story. This always gives me such insight because I have a a boy voice kind of going, almost going through puberty. And so it's happened to me on the phone where they're like, is your dad? Oh, yeah. But I love that she'll, he'll, they would call and say, is your wife home to Toots? My mother is, hello, is your wife home? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my mother wouldn't even know what a lesbian is, so she couldn't even say that. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, no, Tevin's here. I mean, oh, great, Tevin's here. Real quick, before we bring Tevin in, uh, we got to go to break, but I'd yeah. love to come back. And then I found that uh, little snippet of South Park explaining Mormonism. Oh, I'd love to hear that. I'd love to play it for you after after the break, if that's okay. We will be right back with that. Tevin just got here. Robert Steele. Robert, thank you so much for staying the whole damn show. It's wonderful. phones are out again. Is there anything that you don't break when you touch it? I'm very high maintenance. I don't know. I'm the cooler for technology. We'll be right back. Many of you have taken my recommendation to give mnfatloss.com a try. 
I'm hearing from so many people how this program has worked for them when nothing else would. The MNFatLoss.com program really has discovered the secret for weight loss. Just like the program says, I lost about a pound of fat every day. I did the first 60 days in the maintenance program, and now I went back to the weight loss program to get to my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is about 225, actually. And honestly, it's just not hard at all, and I mean that. I eat real meat, vegetables, and fruits. I'm not hungry. I don't feel deprived in the least. They really have figured out the secret to fat loss. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, that's about a pound of fat every day, by the way. No exercise required. To schedule your free consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Results may vary. Be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Barnard sent you. I'm here talking with my friends Michael Bilski and Brad Huckle of North American Banking Company. Guys, it seems like banking has changed quite a bit since you first opened your doors in 1998. Yes and no. In 98, we didn't have online and mobile banking like we do today. Many banking processes have also changed. One thing that hasn't changed is we still provide a true community bank experience right here in the Twin Cities. Our team takes the time to get to know our customers and their goals. This creates a relationship that is unique in banking today and one our customers appreciate. It's why we like to say we provide a better banking experience. You're absolutely right, Brad. I've been a customer for a long time. The service your team provides is phenomenal. Thanks, Tommy. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. There's a guy named Tom Cross who likes to do kite things. Tom takes the phrase, go fly a kite to an extreme, and for years goes all over the country in search of great kite flying events. Lincoln City, Oregon comes to mind with Chinook winds and seven miles of pristine beach that draws folks from all over North America for the best kite flying conditions in the world. Tom brings a little Minnesota with him when he goes to Lincoln City in his new 2109S Rockwood Mini Light Travel Trailer. The new lightweights from Rockwood are very popular. Tom hauls his trailer from Niemeyer Trailer Sales in Albertville and Elko New Market, Minnesota. Niemeyer Trailer Sales is the only place Tom would prepare his next kite flight. Solar panels, exterior griddle, air conditioning are just a few of the standard features in his Rockwood by Forest River from the place that is your ultimate RV headquarters since 1965. This is Tom Bernard. Visit my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales and take your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Go to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world, and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms, and you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back 923, ladies and gentlemen, Robert Burrell in studio. He's at Acme tonight, tomorrow night. 
Although you can't get in tonight and tomorrow night. Yeah, good luck. Good luck trying tonight and tomorrow. <laughs> what a no weird, tickets, man. A weird way to advertise your show. Good luck coming. Good luck. Just try. Just try coming to my show. <laughs> Robert is at Acme tonight, tomorrow night, Friday, and Saturday. Hailed by the Minneapolis Star Tribune as the sharpest political commentator on the Twin Cities comedy scene. I would have to agree with that, I agree with that Robert, because you don't go way off the deep end toward one thing. You kind of go after them all, and I like that. Yeah, I mean, I think if you just come from a place of like, all right, what's what's funny? Not, okay, what are what are my positions? Right, what's right. okay? And then, like, what are my lines of attack against? No, it's like, just, yeah, have a sense of humor about yourself and be willing to see, like, yes. the craziness on your side as well as the other side. And there was some guy... Uh, I think it was it was either after doing this show there there was somebody that like I, I was posting and he, I was actually it was one of the nicest things he he uh, shared a clip of me or something he said I disagree with everything this man says politically but I think he's hilarious there I'm you like, go okay, that's well, how that's, it should be that's the goal what yeah I don't need you to agree with me yeah yeah I'm not blowing smoke up Robert's ass when I say this you are the, one of the toughest guys to follow. You're oh, so thanks, you're man. so hard to what, go at. Because everybody walks on him. Well, because he just yeah. he, he gets up and he he kills with all this like super smart, funny material that nobody else in this market does. And then you know Robert will go up there for twenty minutes and then you know talk about the atrocities and the ridiculousness of Scientology. And then the next guy's got to go up and be like, "You guys ever have your balls stick to your leg?" And you're there like, you go. "The crowd's like, dude, no, we, yeah. we, we there's no, we're not listening yeah, to you after we just got done listening to this super clever guy go before you, you moron." Right. So you're one of the hardest guys in town to follow. But yeah, Thanks, it's Rudy, such a compliment. I, yeah. I just followed him last night. It was really easy. Got yeah. his wallet. <laughs> well, you weren't yeah. trying to do thirty minutes of dick jokes. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we going to re-add Judd? He yeah, popped up yeah again. Judd is, uh, he's having a little bit of an issue right now. So I was figured I would work on Judd while you guys listen to but this. But that uh, has nothing to do with the show. It's just he's got mental problems. A lot of mental problems. That's, That's the whole yeah. problem. We're trying to zoom him in to our uh, Hubbard psychologist, actually. Yeah, well, the twins yeah. will do that to you. Yeah. Yeah, you got that right. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Tevin in studio as well. Anybody ever called you lovely before? No. No, it feels weird. <laughs> no. It feels weird. Really? I'm surprised yeah. by that. Okay, lovely. Not, I'm, I start, you I'm lovely starting too. to think everyone's lovely right, to you. Because no, no, you called are down. me lovely, and I Look thought that this. meant something. And now, yeah. you, now yeah. Tevin's lovely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm far too nice to people, don't you think? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, that's it. Yeah, anyway. We all say yes, correct? Yes, mm, yes okay. as we agree. Leave me alone. Yeah, we'll get Judd up here in a second, but I wanted to play this for you since we already talked it. about it. The South Park describing what Mormon Mormonism is. All right, you rascals, gather round. Joseph Smith lived in a little American town in the early 1800s. Joseph Smith was called a prophet. Dum 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 dum. He started the Mormon religion. Dum 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 dum. There goes that kooky Joseph Smith. You know he claims he spoke with God and Jesus. Well, how do you know he didn't? Dum 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 dum. Joseph Smith was called a prophet. Hey, Joseph, I told my wife that you spoke with God and Jesus, and she didn't believe it. Well, it's true. I did. Where? I was out in the woods praying. I was asking God if I should be a Protestant or a Catholic or what, and suddenly God and Jesus appeared before me. And they said I should start my own church, because none of the others had it right. And that's exactly how it happened. You see? You believe it now? Well, yeah, sure. Why would he make that up? Dum, 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 dum. Many people believe Joseph. Dum, 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 dum. 
And that night he saw an angel Dum-dum-dum-dum-dum And please bless mother and father And please keep our bellies full of yum-yums and luscious goodies ah! Oh my gosh! I am Moroni I am a Native American A Native American? But your skin is white Yes, long ago all Native Americans were white We all came to America from Jerusalem And while we were here we were visited by Christ Jesus lived here in America? Yes, eventually my people were all killed by the other tribe of Israel. And as punishment, God turned their skin red. These are the Native Americans you know today. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> and that is what they believe. So and, that's like every other religion. It's bullshit. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so there you mm-hmm. have it. That's actually, if you remember in 2012, like you can be like, well, who cares about Mormon? But that actually hurt Mitt Romney because there were uh, oh, a, a fair amount of people on the right that, yeah, didn't trust him because he was Mormon. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't trust anybody that's too religious. I got to be honest. I don't care what religion you are. If you're way over the top, just leave me alone. Yeah, but I don't think he was like a Mormon extremist. I don't think he I was I bet either, he drank man. coffee and... <laughs> Yeah, way normal, out of line. Had normal underwear. Yeah, not the magic kind. Oh, the magic underwear. They do I forgot have magic about underwear. They do, yeah. you're right. I, mm-hmm. If they issued it, like, free, I'd wear it. Oh, it'd have to be free, though? <laughs> yeah, the military gave us sports bras, and they were garbage, but I still wore them because they were free. Well, so. I suppose, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, why do you think it is that people, and Judd, please jump, jump in on this as well, why do you think it is that people need to believe things like that? Why does it have to be so? I'll give you an example. Because I was kind of like, I, maybe they, they'll do South Park on me, too. Because when I was in third grade, I was going to go to First Communion for the first time. So you go to confession, then you go to communion in the Catholic Church. That's confession as a third grader? Oh, yeah. What do you... You, what, know, what you, you, conf- you haven't known me <laughs> long enough to <laughs> yeah, know. Well, I guess not. I'm just like... But I do remember the priest came in and said, no, you have to understand something. When you go to confession for the very first time... Uh, you'll hear my voice, but it's not me speaking. Uh, you're actually speaking to, and God is responding to you. And I said, no, he isn't. <laughs> that did not go over big, I will tell you. I hope you confess that, Todd. <laughs> so I said it again. right in front of you. When you saw God, I should say. I literally said it in front of about 30 kids, and that priest was pissed off at me. I'm like eight years, I'm seven or eight years old or something. It's like, I just, even at that time, I'm like, no, it isn't. Yeah. Even a little boy, you know, yes, when I'm talking, it's not me, it's God. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I love that, like the, all right. Yeah, um, okay, buddy. I still remember in a religious class, there was this kid next to me that was, like, known for just saying ridiculous things, and he raised his hand and he said, you know, I used to believe in God, and then I asked for a bike, and I never got it. Yeah, see? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I still remember that they were just staring right at him, like... <laughs> <laughs> and I was the like, same stare that I got. Exactly. Same one. I didn't even ask for a bike for Christ's sake. I know. Yours I just argued the point. Low bar. It was a low bar, no question. So, what do you think, Judge? Should I have been excommunicated? Uh, first of all, no. But I, I went through the same thing at uh, Saint Therese because in second oh, grade, yeah. I think we had first communion, and I think it was was it third grade with confession? No, you and had to go to confession, confession pa- first and then communion. Okay, well, anyway, it was a pain in the ass coming up with sins to confess at, like, the age of eight. <laughs> we live like, different lives. you got to come up with like, You yeah. do. <laughs> I was killed mean to my men. parents or my sister, I guess. I might have yeah. said damn at some point in time. I don't know. <laughs> yep. You'd rack your brain. And then when you stop going, because, you know, 
you, you become a lapsed Catholic. Once you, that's when you got the good stuff. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that's when you could be like, I look, God or priest. I'm not sure which one I'm talking to, but I'm going to knock your socks off with this one. <laughs> this confession is going to be a good one. I got to be honest with you. Most of the priests I knew at St. Joe's and St. Anne's were pricks. <laughs> you know, think of you know religious leader. They'd be kind of nice and hey, how you doing, young man? Yeah, but it's like politics too. It I mean, is. It, it yeah. attracts the it's wrong cool. kind right. of people. That's it's great, people that that's don't want to be challenged. Point, like just yeah, yeah. It's just like well, I, you know, I'm I'm, t- I, I'm in with the big man. Okay, uh, you you don't get because t- it is like the one thing you you don't you don't get to question it. No, right. Everything right, else right. is like okay. Let's challenge me. Let's come up with the best and that. It's like no, you just you have you have to take it on faith. You know, Seventh like, and the grade. bottom, the oh, bottom line too that people don't think about is money. Like oh, if you're oh, yeah. in charge oh, of a yeah. parish, what do you need? You need the rich people in your parish to give. Uh, so yep. so the the political. I, I've not thought of it that way, but the political comparison is exactly right because. Really, one of the most important things is cash, and so you are out there trying to, um, trying to pr- probably do w- one of the most non-Catholic things possible. In my case, which is you're pandering for money, and you're yep. because you're in charge of the church, but yet you're supposed to be this extension of God. I would call it a conflict of interest in retrospect. <laughs> I mean, is it because don't they have don't Catholics have the thing too where there's like that purgatory or it's like a very yeah, Italian yeah. thing where it it's is, like your yes. mom's well listen your mom's dead but she's not in heaven you know we're gonna need uh, you give us a little kickback and then because we, we're in but she you can't That's just true. waltz in the heaven you can't just waltz, you yeah. know you got to make sure everything's taken care of and uh, and then then we'll pray we'll do the special prayer. Protestants don't know what Mormons have the special prayer, and then You're we'll make right. sure she's in heaven and she gets to meet Mary. Yeah, there's no, yeah, and she gets to meet Mary. That's <laughs> she a very important. Meet, they're part. all up there. They're all waiting for. Her. <laughs> she wants to see them. The VIP package where she gets the meet the and greet. The front row. She gets the meet and greet with Mary. Right. It's not too late to upgrade your ticket it's purchase to. <laughs> yeah. Never too late. To the big room. Yeah. It's <laughs> never too late. You can get in the tent. <gasps> yeah. The are free here. The tent. They got it comes a tent. with a heaven T-shirt. Yeah. You get your own you know copy what, of the Shroud of Turin over here. Ooh, you got I some like goodie it. bags. Yeah. Try try explaining. And, and as Tom can confirm, they do try trying to explain purgatory to like a second or third grade. Kid. Oh God! <laughs> because they're like you're pur-. It, It's like okay, it's hard enough to imagine that up in the clouds there's this mystical land of which we all ascend right. to, you know, our, our spirits, right? But then it's like, but you're gonna be in the middle. It's like where the bleep is the middle? Where where is this purgatory? Like, is it Oakland? What's purgatory? <laughs> oh, <laughs> beautiful Oakland. Purgatory. Also, sometimes purgatory in my day to day sounds like heaven. Oakland is a perfect description. <laughs> It is. Like, well, it could be worse, but I don't feel great. You like, want to be in San Francisco, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But you're not in San Francisco. You're going to hang out in Oakland until we clear you. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? You're being judged after you're dead. That's that. You can't even get rid of it then. I have a question for you because I actually do like to meditate, just sitting, not about anything in particular, but just to sit and be quiet and think and meditate and all that. Is that where it started? And everyone went, wait a minute, we could make money with this. If you're meditating, let's roll it over into a religion, and then we can start making money. Do you think that's how that happened? 
I think, well, if you want to go back to like Nietzsche and stuff, it yeah, was like, well, yeah. you have strong people and then you have smart people and the strong people are strong. So they're just like, give me, give me. Right. And so the way the smart people were able to like get, keep the strong people in check was like, well, there's actually someone even stronger than you. There you go. But you can't, you can't see him. None of us can see him, but he's up there and we know what he <laughs> really call. wants though. And then it's like, oh, because the strong aren't the smart, the stronger, the str- I mean, maybe yeah. some, but it's some, mostly, yeah, yeah you're you're not reading when you're just, you know, benching trees. See, I would be, well, I wouldn't be one of the strong ones, but uh, clearly not one of the smart ones. But anyway, uh, <laughs> kind of stuck I get the, the ju- yeah, I'm stuck in the middle. I would have been in the middle, and then it's like, well, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but that was the way they kept the, the strong in check was then, okay, well, we know, but we know what God wants. Right. And then that's a way to accumulate power without needing a gun or muscles is you just appeal to what happens after death and you... Uh, can uh, obtain power that way. Do you think violence has gotten to such a level because nobody believes there is a God anymore? I think it's because they do. It's because they because do. Because there's more than this. Like in what, the name what does of this it. life matter? Yeah, it's the but next one. Why would you one. be violent? you got to be a nice guy to get in, don't you? Yeah, but if it's violence on the behalf of whatever religion you well, believe, yeah. Yeah, it gets you I there suppose. anyway. Like, if you think this is all there is, I think there'd be a lot more like, okay, yeah, whatever, man. Like, well, let's just all, just like a big Mexican standoff where everyone's right. like, are we good? We good? Yeah. We're good. Yeah. We're good. You're good? I'm good. Was it? It's <laughs> it's the fact that like, no, just if you live your life according to your religion and you, sometimes you have to take some people out, but God will understand. And it's because it, it's horrifying if you think of like it all is. the people that have died in the name of religion, and if oh, this yeah. is all there is, you're like, well. <laughs> yeah, I was like the prison shows where like there's the guy who's the gangbanger who's in prison, but he's got the Jesus tattoo on his mm-hmm. chest. And oh, he's yeah. like, he's like, God put me here for a reason. I'm like, you knocked over a Seven Eleven and killed the clerk. Like, <laughs> why were you that religious, my man? But then, but it gets back to the not being challenged because it's also the fastest way. And you see a lot of charlatans in other areas where once they go into religion, it's like, oh, they just have to believe me. All right, cool. Yeah. You know, you go from being murderer to man of God like that. Like, well, don't question me. I talked to, do you believe in God? Because God wants this to happen. So why, why, why would you question it? Yeah. For a short time, I was a member of the Church of Lebowski. Somebody oh. had just created a church about the, the big Lebowski. And I was like, all right, I'm in. If you can join any church you want, that would be the one where you just wear a bathrobe all day and drink white Russians. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, watch out. Those calories will sneak up on oh, you. They will. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, not of God is on your side. That's yeah. true. He Just wants you to be three. Just pray those calories away. Yes. If you can pray gay away, you can pray calories yeah. away. As Robert said, this life doesn't matter. It's the That's next one point. we have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still love the fact they had to simplify it down to God or good and de evil the devil. I mean, is that yeah. clear enough? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really? You couldn't come up with better well, names than that? you got to simplify it. You do like, have to simplify it. a lot of dumb folks, so you got to that, <laughs> yeah. that's Well, because it, it was like, this is Yahweh, and they're like, what? Yeah. Never mind. God, yeah. it's it's God. But the devil does have great names, though. Beelzebub. Oh, yeah. you got yeah. Lucifer. Like, there's some. there are some Shelly. names I much let's, prefer. Let's the devil is boring. Shelly? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Shelly. God always shaking his finger like, you either behave or I'll send you to Oakland. Yeah, figure it out. <laughs> no, I don't want to so go to Oakland. send you to Oakland. <laughs> I liked Oakland actually. The Oakland Hills are beautiful. Yeah. Not a lot of agreement with that. Never mind. Yeah. Never been. <laughs> I've been. I've been. Like, I've you're right by, yeah. you're right Oakland by Hills just sounds like a nursing home. Yeah. It kind of does. We, we got to put mom in Oakland Hills. She's of, not. Yeah. People don't realize a lot of very wealthy people live in the Oakland Hills. The rest oh. of Oakland's not that great, but no. the hills are very, very nice. Nice. Hmm. Right. It's true. 
San Francisco, I haven't been there in years and years. We used to go to San Francisco all the time, but I have no interest now because I've trashed my beautiful city of Oakland, unfortunately. Yes. You work in, you work in San Francisco? Uh, no, I haven't got... I mean, I, I would. You know, it's just yeah. a matter of uh, bookers getting back to me, but I would definitely work. I mean, I'll work anywhere. I, I enjoy the challenge. It's No, I agree. Especially doing agree. political stuff. I think it's fun to, you know, try to go in someone's home and win them over. And Well, that's great. I got a couple of gigs in Iran next week. Oh, that would be good. Oh, the Ayatollah is a big fan of mine. He's a... That's he's not funny. and I go way back. Yeah. Not this funny is like Carson. Yeah, you'll be, be appearing in, in Iraq on July 13th yeah. and on July 15th. <laughs> Stopping in Iran before you come back, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to go, homie. Yeah, I do. That's but this sad. has been enjoyable. This has oh, been very love, enlightening. Well, this is how the show is getting to be more and more and more. Because I'm telling you, and I'm not just saying this because Robert's here, but this show was built on comedians, and it needs to get back there. And it's been getting back there lately. I just love having comedians in studio. Because you get to all these different things, you know. Mm-hmm. I love all that stuff. You guys have your different viewpoints on stuff so thank you very much uh but judd we got 20 more minutes to do without you man and it makes me very sad oh i'm sure you'll you'll do fine and by the way you've never called me lovely at the start of a judd segment <laughs> ever so robert tevin you should feel special i think i did not a word i've ever heard from Tom. i don't think that's true i think last thursday i called you lovely and talented that's what i thought Gelfan was there. There's no way mocking me and you. You're right. You're right. All right. I'll see you guys. Thanks, Bye, Sally. Judd. Bye. Judd Zolgad, ladies and gentlemen, score north. We're in studio. Tevin is here. Robert's here. You got Rudy. You got Brittany and some other pain in the ass. So moving forward. Oh, my God. It really is 19 minutes to 10 already. This show blew by. What are you doing? Yes, he was so no. dark. He's I black. didn't mean that in a racist <laughs> way, and I knew it was going to be taken. Oh, okay. right. You know, you're too dark uh, down there. He looked like he was in like in a closet. I just wanted. It's know. the same well, lighting that everybody else is in. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. I knew it. Even when I pushed it, I go, "This is going to be a race thing." I knew it. I was like, "She's standing up. She's reaching perfect. This is going to be a great way to kill 19 minutes. 19 minutes, just." That was amazing. <laughs> Little too Wesley Snipes for yeah, we, we so, got you back oh, to an Obama where yeah, it's uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was trying to make you look an acceptable good and level. Lighted. Is this yeah. an acceptable level of blackness Shut now? For <laughs> 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 oh, I my like it. closer. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Switches the purse um, over to the left yeah. side. Yeah. She actually said he was too dark. Uh. He's just. <laughs> Dark I need somebody That's... to clip that for the button bar. Like, <laughs> Tevin, if I were you, I would. I, I wouldn't do any bird watching right yeah. now. Don't yeah. do any bird watching. Uh... <laughs> I can't. I'm so sorry. Literally, Catherine puts the light there because it's like a dark little corner, and I just wanted to like. I oh, don't know. We both we all know that, but the listeners don't. No, and so it's more yeah. fun. I'm a monster. Yeah, it's much more fun this way. Yeah. Ah. Inside of her head, this is what we heard. Hey, nice skin color. <laughs> yeah. Touchdown. That's exactly right. Hey, nice skin color. Uh. I think I said that about white people, though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'd say I'd say about anybody. I'm not trying to get off anything, mm-hmm. but I, I, I was referring to some honky. I don't remember who it was. Yeah. Whatever happened to honky? Nobody's ever called a honky. I, I want to bring honky back. I, I love that. Word. Yeah, honky's great. What's the origins? The uh, picking up hookers in uh, in uh, New York. Oh, so they would honk. The white mm-hmm. guys would pull up and honk their horn and go, "A honky's out front." Ah. That's where it came from. 
So you always know the origin. That's actually very. I've got nothing to do but read. That's, That's it. My whole life is very boring. I just very read a lot. That's specific it. thread you're going for there. No, yeah, I like learning things like that. Where did that actually too. come from? I love. I was. I, oh, I was throwing it out there, hoping you knew it, and I was. Even shocked that you did because that's impressive. One of these days, and I've been reading a lot about this for several years, I never brought it up, but uh, I want to talk about literally the connection between Africa and America back in the 1700s, 1600s, 1500s. It's fascinating Mm -hmm. how people see one side's evil and the other one's not, or this side's evil and that one's not. You were selling people, assholes, and you were buying people. Yeah. How could you think one side of it's good? Yeah. yeah. I just don't understand that at all. It's either this side or that side. They're both horrible. Yeah. I don't understand people. You're too dark down there. I just want to point out. Could you turn a light on them? <laughs> I hate you guys. I try to be nice, Robert, and this is what it gets me. <laughs> I try to be nice by lighting up Tevin. I, oh, I regret. Uh, it all worked. You don't regret it. No, I don't regret it. I didn't think you did. No question about it. No, this is one of the reasons I still love to do this show, because most people wouldn't have the balls to have this conversation. Uh, You're one crazy honky. No, crazy honky mofo. There's no question. One thing i got to be honest with you about, and I do get in trouble for it, I treat everybody the same, and some people don't like that. It's weird. They don't Mm -hmm. like it. It's like... It's none of your goddamn business, first of all. Yeah, like the right thing is to be disrespectful to certain people. Just because yeah, you disagree with them or whatever. Right. Or to coddle somebody or <clears throat> yep. be like, oh, you can't talk to them that way because of slavery, so you got to be nice to them now. Don't you hate that? Like, just stop. Oh, stop. God. It's like they think they're doing you some magnificent favor. Yeah. It's like, shut up for Christ's sake. You have no idea what you're talking about. Right? Oh, right. Well, my favorite, well, back when I was at the House of Comedy, we had uh, Greg Coleman was on stage, and he was doing oh, one of his guy. bits, and it was like, I guess, a race-related bit. But this white lady comes out, and she's like, hey, the comedian that's on stage right now, I have black friends, and he's making black jokes, and I'm very offended. Oh, and my I, like, God. Oh, and I, like, crack To the rescue. <laughs> white lady to the rescue. I, like, cracked the door open, and I was like, the comedian that's on stage right now? She's like, yeah. And I was like, the black comedian that's on stage right now? <laughs> like, man, if you don't go sit down, like, we're going to be all right. Nobody's offended. It's been wild managing that place because, like, when you complain about something like content, oh, yeah. how do you even, like, do you give them free fries? Like, what's the go-to move? You tell them that they, you don't get a refund. <laughs> yeah. My favorite was to tell them you don't get a refund for a movie if you don't like it. So yeah. the door's that way, or you can go sit down in your seat and enjoy the rest of the show. Like, there's not, I'm not giving you your money back. What? Because you didn't like a comedian's joke? No. I was with Michael Yo one night. If you guys don't know Michael oh, Yo, yeah, yeah. 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 He's from, uh, yeah, awesome guy. He was from America's Got Talent, been around for a while. But there was a, sh- a woman after the show who had called him a racist. And he was like, ma'am, uh, I am half black, half Asian. I am married to a white woman. What more do you want from me? <laughs> See, that's good. I think the problem is people, they don't have, they, they, they try to simplify things and they have complex thoughts, but they don't have the vocabulary to express that. So it's just, that's racist. Yeah. yeah. Like that's yep. not, I'm not, because that's the thing. It's sort of, a, is it cool to laugh at it? Is it not? But most people like, well, just laugh. Look at the benefit of the doubt. Laugh. We're all, no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. But it's this idea of like, no, that, like you don't get, 
especially like white ladies are just like, boy, if I call out enough racism, it's even, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it's even. Like I can't change the past, but if I call out enough racism, yep. then no one can be – then I'm not racist, right? Because this is racist. This is racist. You know, it's like combining, like I said, like the white lady of the rescue, like uh, empathy and entitlement. And when those two forces combine, it's like, I'll I'll complain for all of us. And it's like no one's asked – everyone's an adult here. Like don't you see how patronizing it is? To to anoint yourself as like the the defender and protector of political like no one else here has has the balls or yeah. it might be uncomfortable for them to say that this isn't right but I'll let you know and it's like no one fucking asked for your opinion or like you're entitled to it but keep it to yourself like what especially at a comedy show one you should look this shit up first because you only have yourself to blame. Emo Phillips had a good joke uh, in his set, too, where he talked about how dumb people go to comedy shows and blame the comedian for not being funny. Smart people go to comedy shows and blame themselves for not looking it up first and realizing this guy isn't for me and maybe I shouldn't be going there. But I miss Emo. Where the hell is he? I think he's still out there. God, I haven't seen him in years. Whenever he was on our morning show, I don't know how many, because I used to work the phones, how many calls we would get were I do not like his voice. And I'm like, (laughs) what what am I supposed to do? What do you want me to do about it? Well, it's not real. Calm down. Uh, I know, right? Like, it's a whole whole vibe. Oh, God, we got to take a break. My Mm -hmm. God, did that hour go by. We'll be right back right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million pillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillow's regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98 and just $10 more for king-size. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98. Enter promo code TOM. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillows history. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. 
and tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Morning Show with Tom nice Bernard, <laughs> the one and only. I try to extend the, the break a little for you. I was just thinking the whole time I was out there, I was thinking about Cheech and Chong. Really? Oh, look at this. A colored guy. Remember that bit? <laughs> no. It was hilarious. Oh like, what? No. Out of context, it is aggressive. <laughs> That's aggressive. It was great. That was the whole point of the bit. Well, at least the guy said it was a Mexican. Yeah, so right. that's good, That's you know. true. I teach and Chong, I do miss them. They were, they were phenomenal. They were amazing. Back in the day, Robertson Studio with us, ladies and gentlemen, Acme uh, Comedy tonight, tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday. Tonight and tomorrow, you're out of the mix, though, because there aren't any tickets left. Good luck. Good luck getting it. I always, I think it's funny. I've, I've always had the the fantasy of, because you see how bands sometimes, or maybe this is just the plot to movies I've seen, where bands are just like post on their social media, like, we're doing a pop-up show, 3 a.m. at this bookstore. And it'll be like, packed with people. Yeah. Like, I just wish I could be like at that level of comedian where it's like, pop-up show, 1 a.m., uh, this bakery. And then it would be like a line around the block for Lyndon Johnson references and all the other. Uh, there you go. Stuff that I do. I do think there's an underserved uh, group of people, aka me, who would love like a just a noon show. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, I, I would, I would get nice at least matinee. five other moms to come along. Like, so if you made that happen, and if she had a bakery, stand at, yeah, stand up at noon, it'd be great. I that was, would feel so oh, weird. I it was, would when the light is out. Still, no. We could go in like a basement. Okay, there's now probably. I hear me. You know, when the Foo Fighters roll into town, I would pay double the concert ticket if they just started at 3 p.m. Oh, <laughs> I like it. I would till midnight. Love that. Play four hours. I'll pay $200 to sit in the nosebleed if I can be home by 8.30. It'd be great. There might be something to that, though, like the coffee shop show. Because like, oh. I remember I was reading yeah. a book on Stamp, and like in the 70s, they would just do it. They'd have coffee shop shows yeah. and stuff, like a little 2 p.m. Uh, coffee shop thing. I would love it. While my kid's still in daycare, I could like come and go to a coffee for yeah. sure. Like, There's no way I'm going at 7, 8 at night, but like... A nooner? Yes. <laughs> so she bread nearby? Yes. Robert, do you think that uh, mostly New York-based comedians, I mean, have some in L.A. too, of course, but they're, they haven't gone back on the road at all, some of these guys, so far. Uh, they're starting to now. Good. It was definitely, yeah, COVID shut down a lot of the coastal stuff, but now yeah. they're, they're coming out there. And uh, I got a buddy of mine, Mike Early, who is uh, an Acme guy. He's in New York, and he's back in town now and i think they're i think they're starting two more yeah, yeah. when david tell is finally traveling again you know yeah that they are yeah, yeah. he's all again. over yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so that's good i'm glad to yeah. hear that because that was a huge huge part of it there's no question about it so having those guys on the road and the women on the road again but i will say it was actually very good for me that they stayed put because I that allowed me probably. to get in at a lot more clubs <laughs> and get seen and stuff so it was it was nice that uh, i covid was very good to me i'll say that it well, uh, see there you go yeah there's some there's some plus sides to it well see that's the whole thing you think you can get people to look at it that way not so great for some people but for some people it was great so calm down 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely. I'm not like I'm not going to tell someone is, is that, that everyone in their family die of COVID, but be like, well, I got in. Uh, I'm headlining a few clubs. All now, in all, so, I yeah, worked yeah. out for me. I mean, it all evens out in the end, uh, I suppose. But but yeah, I mean, I think that's that's part of keeping a sense of humor about that stuff is just trying yeah. to find like funny, dark, silver linings to stuff and. And it's going to take me yeah. a while to get over the the ones that we lost. I mean, so many got many of them I met through you, Tevin. You the com- yeah, the comedians you're saying, yeah. yeah. I mean, that- what did we lose? Like ten people over the COVID bolt. I mean, that not all of them died of COVID, but a lot. I mean, just mm-hmm. the fact that Louis Anderson's never coming in studio again is really, really weird. You know, all those people. Gilbert Gottfried, Andy and Gilbert Gottfried were good friends. It's too bad. Yeah, there was a whole. I mean, even even without the COVID though, like Bob Saget died, and Norm Macdonald, and it was people. just yeah, great people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can we? Meanwhile, guess, Jeff Dunham's out there putting out specials. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's the one with the puppets. That's, yes. <laughs> that's the guy that's with the puppet. Yeah, that's the puppet guy. Do you, uh, you know what's so scary? He's like, you better hope he survives the next 24 hours. Yeah, after oh, yeah, go bring it. Bring it. Someone, go ahead. <laughs> stop, if, Jeff stop, Dunham, stop. if Jeff Dunham dies, I'm not Don't, at fault this, for it. You I are manifesting too hard right now. Do you right think now. he'll leave anything to the puppets if he does die? Oh, for Do you sure. Because does he have a family? I doubt he's got... You know what's hilarious about him? Yeah. I talked to him once in my life. That boy's got an attitude, man. I mean, if you sit there with your hand up a puppet's ass all day. <laughs> yeah. I, I would imagine, like, if he did have a family, it would be, like, neglected children who are like, oh, you're getting the puppet's haircut. Oh, like, yeah, wait, right. You know, like, oh, the what? puppet gets its yeah. own room. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, was, I ran into him, and in, uh, I guess I was introduced to him in Vegas, and he just, he had this thing like, you know, I'm Jeff Dunham. I'm like, What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Puppeteer, good for you. I wonder if that's like a social anxiety thing where yes. he cannot communicate without yep. a puppet in his hand. Hi, Tom. I'm over here. So he had I'm, talking yeah. to his hand. I'm scared of you know the future and death. Like that's when like his real things come out. Like, <laughs> like kind of a prick, Tom. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that, that would not be good. I kind of feel bad for him. I would suppose. I is, don't. is he like where it's like. Piff the magic dragon always dresses up in the dragon costume when yeah, he goes I'm, when he goes yeah. does like radio. Does, yes. does Jeff he has to bring the puppets with him, right? I would guess. Because that's yeah. the whole shtick. You can't go Even anywhere on without radio. him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Or does he just do the voices? He just gets uncomfortable and he's like, Can somebody give me a sock? Like <laughs> he was never on the KQ morning show, was he? I don't think so. We may have called him. Probably by design. But I don't yeah. think he was ever on, yeah. I didn't like Uncle Tommy for some reason. I don't know what the hell's all about. Yeah. Well, well he'll, he'll be dead soon. So we yeah, just be dead. No, I'm just hey, Robert. Look, hey, Robert. it's not up to me. You can't pin okay, it on side me. Note, All if, right, if I'm you not. You can't pin it on me. If it does happen, then you have to help <clears throat> me manifest a cat. Deal. Sounds good. Okay, good. Sounds good. I'll be back promoting the book, The Secret, because uh, <laughs> yes, I, I, I manifested <laughs> Jeff Dunham's boy. I'm, I'm going to use that power for good. You're right. I definitely. Get me a cat. Yeah. And I have a question. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say the next time Robert comes back on, he's going to manifest. As Britney's cat dying. So, no. yes, that's, listen, it's all full circle now. I that's can, all it is. You yep. still got to get me one. And mm-hmm. then, is there a puppeteer that's funny? Uh, uh, Geppetto? Jeff Was Dunham? Did Geppetto have some good singers? Is he I don't funny? Know. No, he's not. No. I didn't think so. No. Uh, no, I, you know, I know, uh, listen, I don't mind Jeff Dunham. I'm not a fan. He can be who he is. 
However, the day I was at my cabin with my family and uh, Jeff Dunham was on uh, Comedy Central and my family was losing, falling out of their chairs laughing at it and I didn't understand it. I was like, this is terrible. And then they were like, coming up next, Brian Regan. I'm like, oh. Oh, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now you guys are going to see a real comic. They got about six minutes in and they're like, all right, we're going fishing. I'm like, (laughs) what do you mean? I'm like, they're like, no, this guy sucks. That's comedy. Yeah. So. R.I.P. Jeff. Stop. Look, he's been dead to me for years. It's only fair that he's dead to everybody. Actually, step up and get it done, damn it. Exactly. Come nice. on. What a show this has been, man. I do think the show, it's, and it's taken several months to get here, but this show is headed in the direction that I really want it to. It's, this, to me, is perfect radio because nobody else does it. I, I've never understood that either, and I never understood. I didn't even know 37 years ago that nobody ever had comedians on their show. I had no idea that was true. It's like I'm doing because I always did nights before that. Mm-hmm. So when I started doing morning radio, it's like, well, of course you bring in like comedians and actors, and why yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, but nobody did for some reason. I don't know why. Most well, people on prob- radio probably like to just hear the sound of their own voice. Yeah, so maybe. Then, yeah, like the. Yeah, or there were happen. language restrictions or something too, or if you know if the comedian's edgy or underslept or you I know on whatever. That. Well, exactly. That's the thing is it's I very entertaining. That. But it I is. could see where if you were on a radio station or some sort of where you were subjected to FCC, you know, fines and violations and stuff, mm-hmm. where it might be a little more, uh, you'd be more cautious about it. But now with podcasting and stuff, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's a no brainer. But I mean, even 37 years ago on that morning show, nobody, we never got in trouble for that, did we? That I can remember. Probably not. Well, I mean, and at that time, too, when people first started having comedians in, it would be like, hey, so tell us about that time you went to the airport. Now the comedian does a joke and it doesn't hit the same because you're just talking to a microphone. So it's not as good of radio when you you can just come in and riff and have a good time. Well, I think that's very important that that comedians don't come in and do their act. They just are who they are. Mm -hmm. That's when it's really, really good. And we've been very, very lucky now in the last couple, the last month or so, we we're really kicking into high gear. And uh, five days a week, as far as I'm concerned, if I could have comedians in five <laughs> days a week, I'd do it. Absolutely. Because you guys and women do, you speak the truth. Well, like I said uh, when Robert was on last week, we can get you a comedian every day of the week. I don't know if a lot of them are going to be that good. But they might not kill other comedians. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. I they haven't might. killed anyone yet. <laughs> Nobody's dead that you I'm know. I'm coming of. back though. The day the day after he dies, I'm coming back to I'll, dance on that man's grave. I'll be and in I'm, mourning. Yeah. All black. I'll be in all black. Yeah. You pick, getting back to blackness again. Huh? Didn't you oh, learn okay. your lessons? I gotta go. We I do gotta, have to go. I'm gonna Ladies play We're the Champions. I'll come on. No, like hit me with your best shot. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hailed by the Minneapolis Star Tribune as the sharpest political commentator on the Twin Cities comedy scene, Robert Brill. Ah, oh, it's great having you. I'm telling you, I told you that Thanks, before. Man. Acme Comedy Company tonight, tomorrow you can't go, but Friday and Saturday you can. Go see Robert. Great job, man. Loved having you in. Thanks. Thanks, pal. <laughs>